The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey guys, uh, this is Jacob Infante here. Bill Zimmerman had the uh, fortunate duty of not being here for this post-game recap, so uh, might as well make me suffer because, um, you know, mentally I can't get any more damage than I already am. So the Bears have lost three straight games in this season. They fall to 0-3, and that's not even including finishing 3-14. and uh, and like that, what was it, like a 9-10 game losing streak that they're still technically on. So it's a tough one, man. It's 41-10. to 10. The Bears lose to the Chiefs in Kansas City. Justin Fields goes 11 for 22, 99 passing yards, one touchdown, one pick. That one touchdown came in the fourth quarter. They were held completely scoreless. Chicago was up until the fourth quarter. It was 41 to nothing by the time the fourth quarter started. So if that just provides any additional context as for what's going on, uh, wasn't pretty. So I'm going to be taking questions here in the comments. First one, I'm going to say, Derek, who did more to cushion the blow, the Dolphins, Jack Sanborn, or Taylor Swift? I don't even know. I'm not even sure. I, I, I don't even know if I can like answer that properly because I, I want to be in like a joking mood. I am just dead inside to cushion this blow. The dolphins jacks. I mean, the dolphins were fun to watch. That's certainly the case. Uh, I'll say, yeah, I'll say the dolphins just cause at least the bears didn't have the biggest blowout loss this week. So shout out the dolphins for being really good. Shout out the Broncos for being trash. That defense is just unbelievable, and I don't mean that in a good way. So, yeah, I mean, I really don't know what more to say. Uh, comment from TJ Gobig. Uh, honestly, how do you feel about this team right now? I don't know how to feel right now. I think you need to make some sort of changes. Uh, yeah, yeah, down right there. Uh I'm not going to say that on on screen, uh, but if you if you if you request money on Cameo, I'll say it as much as you want. So just so you know. Anyway, uh, I feel defeated as a Bears fan, as someone who even covers this team uh, in a part time capacity. I can't be excited about where the Bears are heading right now. The only, literally the only thing I'm looking forward to right now is the fact that they have two first round draft picks and the Panthers 
as I check right now, it's 37 to 20. So the Seahawks are winning in that game. The Panthers are going to fall though in three also, which is awesome. But I don't think Eberflus is going to be the head coach to develop those two high first round picks. I don't think he should be. I don't think Getze should be the offensive coordinator. I don't know what's going on with Allen Williams, but whatever the case, they need a new defensive coordinator. Uh, I don't even know if Poles should be the general manager to deal with those two first round picks. I just feel like this was the year you're looking at Chicago. This was the year that they were supposed to take that next step. And obviously they were the worst team in the league last year from a record perspective. Clearly you have nowhere to go, but up. And with the signings they made and adding DJ Moore, uh, the draft picks they made, Oh, surely this team's going to be a lot better. If anything, they're a lot worse. Not since Mark Tressman, not since that second year of Mark Tressman's tenure as the bears head coach have, I felt so strongly that this Bears team is god-awful. And we're only three games into the season. We're only three games into the season. Isn't that great? We get to sit through this for an entire three, three, borderline four more months. I love that. You know, it's so much fun. Deadwood1919 mentions bad coach, Polls cannot pick talent. No talent on either line. The Bears are a complete letdown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that looking at the roster construction, this whole aspect of this team was going to be built in the trenches. You got Darnell right. And for the most part, that's a good start. I know literally I tweeted, he's looking really good in pass protection. Literally the next play, he gives up a sack. So I'm just not going to praise him for the rest of the year and just hope that I don't jinx him anymore. But the lack of investment on the defensive line in terms of pro-ready talent was unacceptable. The lack of investment in offensive line talent was unacceptable. Uh, Look, I get it. You're not going to fix everything. It was a 3-14 and team last year. You're not going to fix everything. But surely – you look at that team last year, see them struggle on offensive line, struggle on the defensive line, and think, hey, you know what we really need? Two expensive off-ball linebackers. You know, that'll do it. That will fix everything. And that's not to hate Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. You know, they were both productive. TJ Edwards ended up with 17 tackles. Like, that's that's insane. But the fact of the matter is how much does that matter when the middle of the field is consistently open across – in coverage and the secondary still sucks. Part of that, I'm going to say, okay, yeah, a lot of guys got hurt and the scheme is bad. The scheme in itself is passive. It doesn't get the most out of its secondary out of their strengths at cornerback, especially. I mean, you're having two physical lengthy, big press guys playing off man and shallow, just passive zone the entire time. That's not a good use of talent there. And I don't think Eberflus is going to change because, oh, this is the root of his defense. And But if that's the root of your defense, then why do you draft Tyreek Stevenson? That's the root of your defense. Why do you draft Kyler Gordon? Why do you keep Jalen Johnson and have him as someone you re-sign? Why not just tear it all down, restart? 
if that's what you wanted, then why not just restart? You didn't do it. So, I mean, I feel you, you make, you make your own bed and you sleep in it or whatever the saying goes. I don't know. I don't want to be alive. Shio Chen Azu says the defense is a lost cause so far. Did you see any improvements from week one and two in the QBN offense? Well, I thought I did at first. I thought in the first quarter, the bears, you know, didn't obviously didn't score any points. I thought there were some flashes of getting fields on the move. The run game in its scheme was acceptable, but other than that, same strengths and weaknesses of Justin Fields, and those strengths weren't played up nearly enough. Not too many design runs. I mean, Fields had the most carries he's had all year. He had 11 carries for 47 yards, but just the concepts themselves, a lot of them came off of scrambles, and the concepts when he was able to run weren't all that impressive. They didn't play up to his strengths. They didn't spread the, spread the defense horizontally and give Fields a lot of room up the middle to just go. That's what they did last year. Didn't do it uh, today. Haven't done it at all this year. But other than that, no, I can't say that there are any. There's anything that looked markedly better, because you're looking at it. The first game they scored 20 points against the Packers, and then week two, 17 against the Buccaneers. Week three, that's 10 against the Chiefs. You know, from a points perspective, they've gotten worse every single every single game. And obviously that's not everything, but the defense in itself has also been terrible on a consistent basis. Uh, I agree with you, TJ. I do think the scheme is vanilla ice cream soft. I think that's a good way to put it. It's, it's outdated in today's NFL. And I feel you can thrive. You can do well. You can be, have a passable defense in an outdated scheme. You can have a passable offense in an outdated scheme. I believe that. If the talent's good enough, if the coaching is good enough, you can pull that off. But the fact of the matter is, when you have an outdated defense and the defense isn't executing, it just makes it that much worse. I mean, it's it's the worst of both worlds, truly, because there's no innovation on defense. There's nothing. There's literally nothing innovative, creative even, about what Iberflus is doing on defense. It's awful. It, and I don't want to – I hate being this guy. I really hate being this guy because if you follow me on Twitter, you probably know the offseason, you know, I like to hype up the Bears. It just naturally I'm an optimist. I like to look at the, you know, the bright side of things because, you know, it's, it's fandom at the end of the day. I'm a Bears fan. I want to see my favorite team do well. Of course, I'm going to look for positives more so than negatives. But – it's, it's at the point – I mean, it's been at the point, but it's at the point where what even was their positive to take out of this? I mean, they scored 10 points in garbage time. Awesome. They outscored the Chiefs 10 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Sweet. Who cares? Who cares when the first three quarters you're not scoring any points, allowed 27 points in the second quarter? I mean, are you kidding me? Like – what? Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't know. You spend that much money on free agent additions for this defense and still the defensive line is atrocious. And you add all these guys in the draft. Pulls first year here in Chicago. His 
two second round picks were defensive backs. His second year, this past 2023, three of his first four picks were all on defense. And I mean, Dexter and Pickens, it's two raw defensive tackles. They're not going to make much of an impact. I mean, Dexter's been solid. Dexter's been solid. I'll give him that. Pickens, I'd like to challenge anyone in the chat right now. Well, not really challenge. That sounds hostile, but just anybody friggin' show me what Zach Pickens has done this year. Why did that warrant a third round selection? The tools? All right, great. But you need with how little they invested at defensive tackle, they needed Pickens to do well right out of the gate. And he just simply was never that type of prospect. And Dexter's been solid. I'll give him that. Not amazing, but solid. And just completely ignoring the defensive line off the edge. And Gakwe, I think, had some solid reps. But other than that, it's pitiful. Question from Derek. What do you think it would take for them to fire Flues before the end of the season? I think it, it it's – I know this isn't probably the direction that you want me to go with this or that you are anticipating I go with this. But I think what it would take is Kevin Warren going in there, telling McCaskey, telling Poles, like, this is pathetic. Because McCaskey's not going to be the one to do it. He doesn't have the stones. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. It's not, you know, it's just, it's a fact. He, The Bears have never fired a head coach in the middle of the season. I don't think they're going to. It's 41 to 10 they lost. After two just horrid performances, they have a game that's even worse. I don't know what kind of message you're sending to the locker room, to the fans, to everyone, to the rest of the league. We, we, they're saying, oh, we can be competitive. We can be competitive. But yeah, let's keep Eberflus around. Let's keep Luke Getzi around because, you know, things are going to turn around someday. Uh, it's not going to happen. If it hasn't happened now, it's never going to. And you, you can record this. You can play this back. Say if the Bears, you know, finish the rest of the year, they go 10 and 7, they make the playoffs. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. I'd love nothing more. But that's 20 games Matt Eberflus has been the head coach. He's 3 and 17. That's pitiful. And I agree. Getsy has to leave. There's multiple comments now. Getsy's got to go. We need to fire Getsy. I agree. The down the stretch, I mean, they're just like, screw it. We're losing by so much. Let's just throw the ball deep and see what happens. Didn't work, uh, but I got to, you know, give him a little bit of credit for that, I guess. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, the concepts are poor, the execution is worse. And it hates me to it, it pains me to say this. I love Justin Fields at Ohio State. I really thought he was going to be the guy. I really in that second year, what he did on the ground was special. And there were flashes through the air. I'm like, okay, you bring in DJ Moore, you bring in Chase Claypool for a whole season, you add Darnell Wright, you add Nate Davis, which the Nate Davis situation I'm not gonna touch because you know, obviously things came up and you know. It is what it is. You can't control that. It's a shame. And But then Braxton Jones getting hurt, also something you can't control. But all the stuff that they can control and they try to control and nothing worked. Nothing's worked. Fields still has the same struggles. 
and his strengths aren't even being emphasized properly. He's think about what he was as a pass. He was a below average passer last year and an elite runner for that. I'd argue he was an average quarterback. Now he's an average runner and a below average passer. Maybe even like worse than below average. What does that make him now? What does that make him now? He's a, a bad quarterback. And the one thing that makes him special, the running ability, the one thing that separates him from almost every other quarterback in the league isn't being utilized properly. And he's, I feel like it's paralysis by over analysis. They're telling him, Hey, we want you to stay in the pocket. And like, I get that you want your quarterback. If he's going to be your guy, you want him to be better in the pocket. I get that, but just slowly ease him into it. That I think that would have been the better approach. You don't just go, hey, Justin, uh, you know how you threw the ball like 15 times a game last year? All right, now we want you to go throw 40. Good luck. Like, you can't do that. You've got to ease him into it, and the Bears haven't eased him into it. And they're not playing to his strengths. And that's, again, that's me saying I don't think Justin Fields is the guy anymore. I think you move on from him this offseason. It's going to take a miracle for me to believe again. In, in Justin Fields, at least, it's going to take a miracle for me to believe. In polls, I don't know. In Eberflus, I'm out. Getze, I'm out. Most of that coaching staff, I'm out. Polls, I'm starting to get there. I'm, I'm close. And the only reason I say that I'm not fully out on polls yet is just because, look, what, was Justin Fields ever Ryan Poles' guy? I don't know you take the bears GM job knowing that you're going to try and build a team around Justin Fields. But at the same time, maybe polls evaluates quarterback differently. There's another guy maybe in the 2024 draft that he really likes. Maybe that guy turns out. Well, who knows you have two first round picks, both the bears and the Panthers are 0 and three right now. So that's not though. Both those picks are probably going to be pretty high when it's all said and done, but I mean, this is the year they're supposed to be competitive, you guys. You know, just think about that. Just think about that for one second. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chilling by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Uh, question from Anthony Wichter. So you're saying let Flus go before Getsy? If so, when? Uh, I mean, not necessarily. I, I mean, I'd let Getsy go before Eberflus, but I just let both of them go now. That's what I do. I don't think the Bears are going to do it. I don't think the McCaskies are going to do it. I don't think they have the stones to do that. That's 
not the message that they want to send because like, oh, we're not doing things the Chicago Bear way. No, that's we run our we run our team with integrity and and, you know, professionalism. Well, where's that integrity when you're getting blown out 41 to nothing at the end of the third quarter? Where's that integrity when you were the worst team in the league last year and somehow have gotten even worse? Where's the integrity when your entire roster is falling apart? A message needs to be sent. A message has to be sent. I don't care if throw in, you know, the special Richard Hightower, the special teams coordinator, throw him at interim head coach, give him a full year, you know, see what he can do. If not, maybe he'll, you know, he'll go somewhere else. He'll stay on as special teams coach. Who knows? Uh, but I don't think that in good conscience you should keep this coaching staff around because you know what you have. It's an, it's a 20 game sample size, guys. It's huge. Uh, question from Derek here. This might be less miserable if we do more speculation. Suppose they did cut Flus. Who would you call in to restore some dignity for the rest of the season? Lovey? Well, I mean, <laughs> screw it. Why not? Lovey, it's a similar defense. That'd be fun. I'd, I mean, it would appeal to the you know, the Chicago fan base. I don't know if they do it. Uh, whatever. Uh, I, I, I think this is a lost cause. I think this year's a lost cause. And regardless of what's going to happen, this is going to be a different looking organization this time next year. So you're not finding your answer this year. You're going to wait until the off season. So why not bring in Lovey? He's not doing anything right now. I mean, he helped the Bears out by, you know, giving the Texans the last uh, that last win to give the Bears the first pick. As long as he doesn't do that in Chicago, I mean, sign me up. Uh, DJ Daz says, if we let our coaching staff walk, how do we evaluate Fields for the rest of the season? Do we still believe in him at that point and say it was the coaching? I mean, I think this is fair to an extent. Uh, it's – Valid. I mean, you're saying, oh, another coach. It's a coaching change again. That's three offensive coordinators for fields in three years. Uh, you could use that. But at the same time, I feel like to a point, good quarterbacks are able to overcome that sort of stuff. And even if it's the good quarterbacks, they don't play elite, but they're, they still keep their team in games. They still win games, even with coaching turmoil. Uh but I, I don't know. I feel like Fields, it, both things can be true that the Bears haven't helped Fields succeed. And at the same time, Fields hasn't done enough to get better to succeed. Or, you know, maybe he has. He's just, you know, he, by all accounts, he's a hard worker. Maybe he's trying hard. It's just not working out. And that's, you know. There's nothing you can do about that. Just but if it isn't working out, you got to know when to pull the plug. Uh, Chio Chan Azu Azu says maybe use a similar scheme to the Chiefs on offense. Mahomes is a runner with a short, medium. I think that's either medium or middle of the field passing scheme. I mean, I so badly want an offense that attacks the middle of the field. I want that so badly, but Getsy doesn't want to do it. 
and Nagy didn't want to do it. I mean, it's just that was all hitches, gutsies. I mean, not all screens. I feel like that's overplaying it a little bit, uh, but it's it's more. It was in the first two games, it was more screen heavy than it needed to be, and in this game, it was a little better, but still didn't get fields on the move, still didn't move the pocket, still forced fields to be something he's not. I don't know at this point. I feel like if you're Justin Fields, the best way that you could utilize Justin Fields and the best option for him to be a franchise quarterback is to trade him. That's just the way I see it. I don't think it's going to happen in Chicago. Not with this coaching staff. It's not going to happen. I think Fields maybe could get better somewhere else. I think that's certainly a possibility. But I don't know. I'm I'm past that point now. DJ Daz, uh, this is probably the last one I'll get to. If you guys have any other questions, feel free to let me know in the comments. Uh, but other than that, I'm probably going to close out in a bit. The way the media talks about fields – it seems like the Bears should implement an Army style of offense. To some, I don't know, to some extent. Uh, the run-heavy game, I mean, for a time it worked last year. But it, the, the development as a passer is not working. It's not there. It's not there as a passer. You can't trust him to consistently make full-field reads. Uh you can't trust him to, to consistently make smart decisions moving around in the pocket to sense pressure and properly evade it. You can't trust him to do that. You can't trust him to run a pro-style offense, which is a shame because I really thought he'd be that guy. Uh, Josh Winslow, this is the last one I'll take. Uh, Jacob, why do the Bears hate us? I don't know. Maybe it's something we did in our past life. Maybe it's Maybe this is God's punishment for – Something. I don't know. Maybe George McCaskey killed a bunch of people in his past life. I don't know. That's a speculation. Don't sue me. You know, this is not an accusation. Just me rambling because I'm not well. I don't know. But it's a sh it's just a shame, dude. Like over and over and over again. My, like my entire life, so keep in mind, I'm 22 years old. So I wasn't alive when the Bears won the Super Bowl. I was five years old, just about to turn six when they made it to the Super Bowl. I think that was the first year I ever actually paid attention to football. And I still wasn't sentient or whatever enough to understand what was going on around me. My entire life, basically, they've been a joke. And they've been poorly managed. At all levels, something's always wrong in Chicago. And to a certain point, it's, there's a common denominator, and it's who's in charge. Not GM, not head coach, starting at the top. And my hope is bringing in Kevin Warren, getting rid of, you know, well, Ted Phillips retired, but, you know, it's retired, whatever. Uh, bringing in Kevin Warren. Uh, I hope that there's some sort of change there. I hope that a non-biased 
source could help out in any capacity, could help out in any way, maybe change, have some big organization changes. But I don't know. At the end of the day, the McCaskies are still in charge. And as long as I've been alive, they've run this organization poorly. And until things turn around, I'm not going to have any reason to believe that that's going to change anytime soon. So I'll end on that note. Yay. Have an awesome time. Love it here. So yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Wish this could be way more fun. Uh, Bears lose 41 to 10 to the Kansas City Chiefs fall to 0-3 on the year. I'm just I'm lost, man. I don't I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh make sure to stay tuned. Hopefully, our future uh post-game live streams, whether it's Bill Zimmerman, whether it's me from or whoever else on our staff here or at the Second City Gridiron channel. Uh, within the Windy City Gridiron Network. Uh, whoever it is, I I don't envy them. So, all right, uh, that's it. That's it. So I'm just going to leave and probably cry and just stare at a wall for a couple hours until it's time to go to bed. Then I got to get up in the morning and go to work. And I am very glad that it's not my full-time job to cover this team for a living because I would be going insane. So, all right. Thanks all for tuning in. Uh, bear down, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm still a Bears fan, ride or die, all that good stuff, yada, yada, yada. Nothing's going to change. I'll still root for this team forever because I'm stupid. But thank you all for tuning in. And, yeah, let's hope the next week's better.